Episode 30 of the Auto What Podcast. My name is Amon Bashir. I'm sitting here with the co-host of this fine podcast, Rob Attrell and Keegan On. And our guest today is Kate O'Malley. Caitlin O'Malley? Kate. Kate. O'Malley. Kate it is. Kate. <laughs> How you doing today, Kate? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, we Are we still doing the evaluating thing? Yeah. Was we'll that it? Yep. That was it. That's the intro. That was Give it. her. All right. Uh, Kate, on the show, we, uh, we've we started to ask our guests to rate our our get our co-host's intro on a scale of <laughs> 1 to 10. Um, so I know you didn't have a lot of time to to hear Amon's intro because it was so short. But, I, uh, I short enough. sweet, to I the point. Enough. But please, Effective. on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. Something, 10 would, would be like something I would do yeah. as an intro. And then one being like a very, very bad intro. If it makes you uh, feel, it, you know, just for context, he once got a 2.5. So that's how good he is. Just, just banter. Also, also, hmm. yeah. But, yeah, well, uh, I liked the way it started. Yeah. It was very game showy. It was. Yeah. Uh, and you make eye contact with everyone. Mm-hmm. Very good. At when that. you said their name. Um, but you've <laughs> known me for years. And no. reverted to Caitlin. Ooh. You know, you know what happens is and, that uh, we're I, friends. I, I, we are. The, our listeners don't know you. They don't. What do you want but, the strangers but to know you? You know as? me, well, of course, I'm, and you know that I go by Kate. But what did I start with? I started with Kate, right? I'm, I'm debating her. <laughs> <laughs> arguing. And now that you're arguing, it's going down. <laughs> That's not my intro. Oh no, <laughs> I'm trying to save myself. Um, hmm. I like. Uh, it, like, it started well, but it finished quite poorly, so I'm going to give you an even five. Oh, oh five! Wow. Yeah. What did I start with? <laughs> like, you know, you were up at nine. I was up wow. at nine that fell to five? Well, the, the Caitlin... The that extra syllable in the, Caitlin. It wasn't just that. The Caitlin probably brought you down to, like, a seven. It was in the debate? But then, the, uh, yeah. You know what? But the debate you can't ask my opinion and tell me my opinion's I'm, wrong. You're, ah, you know That's what? That's not how opinions work. I take, I take full responsibility. Good. Who you're else would be to blame? Keegan. <laughs> Keegan would be to blame. My mother will blame her for <laughs> yeah. naming me Caitlin instead of Kate. Oh, Damn see, it. you are Caitlin. I am Caitlin, but well, I don't that's what I'm saying. ever go by I'm it. I'm telling the strangers. All right. Uh. Dear strangers, it's Caitlin, but I go by Kate. Strangers to you, they're all my friend. So Friend singular. <laughs> <laughs> singular. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Kate. Kate, yes. We, uh, we usually start off with beer. You know this. I do. Uh, but you were very kind in bringing us some jelly. I was. Well. And not just any jelly. We're not really sure if it's kind or not yet because we haven't tasted it. That could be. Well, you came here with good intentions. Uh, they, yes? yes. The intentions were pure. Okay. So do you want to talk about uh, this jelly? Sure. Yeah. So I started, uh, I guess, maybe in the summer. Um, yeah. Go for it. Open it there. Um <laughs> I left it closed on purpose to get the the freshness pop sound. Ooh, yeah, I thought that was an important right. aspect of right. this. this um, <laughs> Amon can't open it for the <laughs> So I started canning. Do you want a man's help? <laughs> well, sorry, can, continue, continue. Yeah, continue. Yeah, we, we, we will, we will. Right. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this. <laughs> I might need to go under hot water. Um, all right, we all loosened it for him. Anyway, I started. Um, 
trying to cut <laughs> out um, preservatives and chemicals and unnecessary sugars. Uh, typically, when I open them, I need to like prop it on a. You need a leverage of some sort. Yeah, okay. go for it. Oh, there. Okay. If you, I, I just find I can't do it myself properly. Anyway, um, so I've been trying to cut uh, all of those things out because they are terrible for you. Um, and so I started just making uh, homemade salad dressings and things. But, you know, they don't really last longer than a week. Um, right. So I started looking into the canning uh, biz. And, <laughs> and um it preserves for, you know, usually typically three to four months up to probably a year or two years, depending on what specifically you're making. Um, so the jelly here was my first attempt at a jelly. We buy a lot. Um, we'd go to the carp farmer's market and get um, some some pepper jellies for our tenderloins that we would make. Okay. Um, so I decided to make one with some locals. So it's got uh, that garlic is from... Um, my boyfriend's mother's garden. Uh, the other ingredients, I think half of them were, were like local from farmer's markets. Peppers weren't really in season when I got them. So, right. But yeah, so it's all local, more or less. It's all, um, there's a lot less sugar. There are no chemicals, no preservatives. So it's much healthier. Okay. Um, I don't really love following recipes. So I kind of picked a few and then modified as needed. Um, I think I used a bit more pectin than called for. <laughs> more what? Pectin, what which is, is what gives it the gelatin quality. It does seem more jelly-like than I'm used to seeing out of a jelly. Maybe that's the pectin? Well, it's, well said, it's, it, it's quite, it's quite <laughs> viscous. Are you comparing it to a jam, though? Because jams are less viscous. No, I was really just making jellies. a joke about... Yeah, viscosity. Those classic pectin jokes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so this one is a spicy garlic red pepper jelly. Wow. Um, designed for pork tenderloin, but likely good on crackers. And uh, enjoy listening to us too for a minute. That's great. And uh, yeah, it's it's not too spicy. It's, it's just, pretty spicy. Oh, it's you know what? I'm brown now. That's <laughs> nothing to me. Uh, no, it's great. It is I very like good. It. I'm happy with it. Very, very good. I'm quite pleased. So do you make different types uh, of varying spices? Um, or do you know what comes out? <laughs> <laughs> I intended to make a spicy red pepper jelly. So I knew I wanted to make it spicy. I like really spicy things. So um, this one, uh, I believe, is a mix of crushed chili peppers and red pepper flakes, mm-hmm. plus red peppers, garlic, Pectin, uh, sugar, vinegar, and water. I believe that's it. Um, and so essentially, you just kind of like really boil it down while you're stirring it. So I kind of did a little sampling. Was like, no, that's not spicy enough. Add a little bit more, or right. whatever. Um, and you kind of boil it down until it gets to a certain point, and then you, in the meantime, you've got this giant pot um, of like hot water with all your jars in it, so they're getting kind of up to temperature, um, and then you. Pour everything has to be like burning hot while you're doing it because the heat and the uh, like it creates like a seal lock. Right. Once you put yes. the lid on, of course. So then you've got you know your giant funnel, and I made such a terrible, terrible mess. And the bad thing about this is that once it like dries, like in the open on the stove, say yep. it hardens into like uh, a candy esque gelatinous mess. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I made a bit of a mess that took some while to clean. But um, yeah, no, so I made, uh, I think I got 
four or five jars about that size, which uh, is like a half pint, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my first jelly experiment. So I also this made, is your first. This is, and I hadn't. I I tried it like in the making process, but I haven't. This is the first this is the jar first that test. I cracked. Mm-hmm. It's great so, for so, yeah. you guys. We feel like it's a success. How do you feel about I'm, that? I'm I'm quite pleased. I'd say like it's you know farmers market worthy. Well, mm. now you know where to go. Sell it. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took actually the jelly didn't take a lot of time. That was nice. Uh, so that you know could in theory be an option. The uh, I made spaghetti sauce was my first legit canning endeavor, and um, I stuck exactly to the recipe, okay. and it took the longest time in the world. The prep part was not bad. Um, you like blanch the tomatoes to get the skins off, and then you just boil it down into a sauce. And but then it has to simmer to like reduce properly. Right. And so I didn't understand. At the beginning, because I didn't really do any research into this, I just decided, like, I'll try and figure it out as I go. Um, but so I followed it to a T, and it simmered. And I was like, oh, it's only supposed to simmer for, like, two hours. But in my head, simmers, like, low. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be a medium simmer, which they don't indicate to uh, you, which no. is just my presumption it was supposed to be medium simmer. So it took, like, five hours <laughs> <of> <laughs> Oh, no. Um, I was, like, so mad. And it made... Um, like, I'd say like a pint and a half. Is this a pint, would you say? My other mason jar yeah, that I have there. here? So I'd say about a pint and a half. So I made about three and a half of those. Okay. Spaghetti sauce was delicious. Nice. Um, but in my head, I was like, I have to follow this to a tea or it doesn't like can properly. Sure. It's huh. not going to preserve properly or won't seal properly or whatever. And then afterwards, I realized it was just like someone's very specific recipe for spaghetti sauce. <laughs> really, the only important part of like ensuring that the canning thing happens is that you boil the jars first, you fill them, you put the lid on, you stick them back in and let the water come to a boil for like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And then you let them cool naturally. Um, so once you like, once it's done cooling after a, about 12 hours, if you take the lid off and you try and lift the jar by the base cap yep. and it doesn't come off, there's a seal. And like this part, the, the little top nub that people, yeah. you know, when you're in school and you press them, Suction cups down. That's how you know that it was sealed. So that was huh. the only actual important part to the canning. But I followed this recipe to a tea, and I was, and it was delicious, delicious spaghetti sauce. But okay. it was a very lengthy process. Okay. So. So did that yeah. discourage you, and that's why you went to the jelly, or you just wanted to try something new? Well, I I bought I did a spaghetti sauce at the end of tomato season where they're like really ripe, which is prime spaghetti sauce making season. Because ah. I want the whole purpose of this is you know to local like i know where everything's coming from cut out the preservatives cut out the chemicals so when you're going to a farmer's market you're not getting things that have all the spray and all the crap on them so to really reduce that stuff so i wanted very base very right from the earth ingredients so it's kind of not it's almost counterproductive to to go to the store and buy the ingredients to do it yeah so it's really and it took like for the for the three and a half um jars it took like 20 pounds of tomatoes oh Lord. To wow. make, they reduced down a lot yeah, right to get the yeah. to get the proper viscosity of a spaghetti sauce otherwise you got like a watery whatever sure. um so it would really only be something that i do and you want the really soft kind of bruised ones almost hmm. to get to get the the stronger flavor yeah that makes sense so it's really only something i would do like at the end of but i will seasonally try new canning things and i've done a lot of soups canning 
some salad dressings. I really like making my own, like, uh, I found a Greek salad, salad dressing that I really like. Yep. So yeah, lots of, lots of canning. So in terms of, in terms of the one that you do next, are you going to continue with jelly? Do you think, or do you, do you already have another project in mind? I don't have one in mind yet. Um, I might try and experiment with some different flavors of jellies because we do go through that. Like anytime we have pork tenderloin, we use a lot of it. And we do that a lot, pork tenderloin. Um, okay. And I'm <laughs> it's delicious on pork tenderloin. Apparently. It's, yeah. Um, so, and I'm giving a couple as like stocking stuffers. So my, my stash will be depleted. So maybe a new type of jelly, like a jalapeno like green pepper jelly or something Sounds might be really the good. next this one's not hard to make the jelly it probably took me 15 minutes and then you know the whole boiling on its own process but 15 minutes of actual work so oh wow it's certainly something i could yeah it's definitely doable <laughs> yeah whip up. you just need you know the jars and the pectin where you, you pectin from yeah first of all the store the the grocery, grocery store stores carry the baking store. aisle in the baking aisle. <laughs> okay, cool. In the uh, in the baking aisle, there is a uh, there's pectin packets. Pectin section packets. <laughs> nice powder. one. I like the word pectin. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a powder. It's a powder. It's like uh, it almost looks like um, the little like yeast packets. Oh, yeah. okay. That you would get like it's that kind of idea, and it's in a similar area actually. So Neat. if ever you're looking to, oh well, just don't mix them up. Uh, well, Yeast so actually, yeah. what I... Um, How is it starting to start? So, yeah. <laughs> What's the segue here? <laughs> I um, I had, when I bought the canning kit, came with those the little half-pint jars uh, and a recipe for strawberry jam and jam pectin. And I was like, well, whatever, I'll just use this. And then as it's already, like, everything's already mixed in and it's boiling and I'm just, like, waiting to finish boiling it so I can put it in the jars. I'm, like, bored reading the label and it's, like, do not mix pectin types. So so I was very panicked, like, bringing this here because I'm, like, I don't know. Like, is this a jam secretly? Did I do it wrong? Because I I mixed the pectin types. But I'm going to email them and tell them that they're wrong. (laughs) I mixed and it's great. Okay. It's you didn't tell us about this beforehand. Yeah. It could have been poison. Yeah. Like you just made that. <laughs> not. It's not like, or you will die. It's right. just like you will not obtain the result that you are seeking. Yeah. Dot. 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 Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. Did it say you won't die? It, well, there was no disclaimer. Well, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you can't sue me. Kate, living on the I'm edge. Not, I, you didn't have to eat it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of defense. <laughs> Speaking of suing. Yes. You work at, is it the faculty nice of law? Nice segue. Hey, Thank you. Wow. <laughs> He's up to a six now. There you go. Oh. I'll take it. I'll take it. That was a great All right. So faculty of law at faculty University of, of Ottawa. Law at the University of Ottawa. Yeah, I've been there almost two years now. Okay. And what do you do uh, What do you do there? I am the community, I'm just going to go ahead and put this down for a bit. Do that. Uh, communication <laughs> and event management officer. Okay. Um, so I... Uh, I'm in charge of the kind of like large scale events that the the section hosts. So it's the common law section of the Faculty of Law. We're split between common law and Dwasseville. Mm, right. um, so I run uh, my biggest one is the common law reunion weekend, okay. uh, homecoming for for those in the reunion. No, 
<laughs> this, is where, right. this is where we need some editing skills. Oh, you know what? That's fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, so it's like a weekend long a variety of events. Uh, it's kind of my favorite part of my job because I get to really take it over, do all the planning myself, come up with all the different event type ideas. So I added a couple new ones in this year. I did a, added a run around the canal. Um, we introduced a new lecture series type. We did an anniversary only brunch and then our other like we always do a reception on the friday and a gala on the saturday so it's really fun because i really get to make it my own um because the rest of the year i more so provide the logistical support for people within the faculty hosting events so when a professor has a lecture a guest lecturer that they want to bring in or students want to host a different event of some kind um i provide the logistical support for those aspects but it's it's their event and their Mm -hmm. constraints so i I'm, i'm kind of stuck within those those guidelines so this one's kind of my weekend to shine yeah and make it my own so it's really fun what, what weekend is that uh it's it's always like the end of september okay so we just had it a couple months ago right um and it was very successful i was very happy lots of um alumni came from uh near and far someone as far as papua new guinea oh wow uh yeah <laughs> kate knows how to throw a party <laughs> um and yeah, so, and then the other part of my job is communications. So I do uh, a lot of web writing um, and I produce content uh, for our, our newsletter and our student newsletter and uh, our semi annual or bi plus annual, tri annual newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Multiply annual. <laughs> is it however not, often you want? It's like tri annually. Yeah. Anyway, I I do content for those, and then I've also been kind of learning um, back system web coding, uh, teaching myself that uh, because it's fun and cool. it's I I upload like I write the web stories and I upload them to the con- uh, the content into the back system of our website, um, but it's a very old system, um, so learning the coding was kind of really helpful. Basic coding, I don't know all of it by any means. <laughs> sure. Um, it's a big undertaking to learn that, but, um, it's kind of really interesting. It's a lot of the problems that have come up were fixable by doing it in the coding instead of just copy pasting from like a notepad or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've been learning some of that and it's been pretty cool. And I've been kind of playing with different formats and layouts on our website. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the job. That's cool. I mean, it's it, my bills. It's, yeah. <laughs> it seems like there's like a wide variety of things that you're able to do with this particular position. It is. Yeah. It's kind of a, uh, what people need me to be Okay. kind of job. Um, just, uh, well for me specifically, I know the university really well cause I went there. I was involved on student government while I was there. I worked um, <clears throat> in a lot of different faculties and departments doing work-study jobs while I was a student. Uh, and then I worked at Faculty of Medicine after I graduated and now law. So I kind of wow. know a lot of the ins and outs. So typically if yeah. someone has a question, even if it's not part of my job, I can typically answer it or do it or guide them. So, uh, yeah, a jack of all That's trades kind awesome. of job for me. Jill even. <laughs> a, a Jill of yeah. all trades. I can be jack. It's fine. Okay. Both yeah, I don't Jack and Jill. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. How long does it take to plan the homecoming? Like a, for an entire the, faculty or half a faculty? I usually start uh, in January just with like a save the date and a room oh, booking wow. uh, and kind of 
put it on pause because I'm on the go all the time in between with all of our other events. Yeah. Um, so January is kind of when I, well, I've already kind of started this year a little bit early because I'd like to get the save the date out earlier. Um, but then it's kind of when I have time, I slip it in. So it's not, I'm not dedicating like days right. specifically to it. I'm doing tasks and then, oh, I need to, you know, call venues. So I'll spend some time doing that. But typically like a half a year of steady work time a lot of it's brainstorming and then i have support systems for you know the invitations we have a graphic designer so then it's kind of working with her and brainstorming different events that we want to launch and then you know coordinating with speakers and Mm -hmm. and then communicating to all of our alumni the way we do it is we base it on anniversary years so uh last year was fours and nines people graduating with a with a year ending in a four or nine because they would be celebrating like a five-year or ten-year yeah. or whatever. Um, so then I contact different people in those classes and try and get them to serve as class champions who will kind of rally their class together. Yeah. Um, so that part's the, the, the biggest um, hands-on part of it, really communicating with different people. Lots of people get, you know, want to start planning in advance their calling and trying to figure out like class-specific things plus coming and the logistics of that. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a big uh, a big variety involved in it. Is is homecoming the same weekend for all faculties, or is it? No, um, we are one of the few faculties on campus that do a separated uh, reunion. The so there's the University of Ottawa has Spring Alumni Week, which uh, little plug for them uh, is always over the Mother's Day weekend. Yep, I think it starts maybe the Tuesday and leads into the Saturday evening. Um, or even Sunday with a variety of different events. And that's geared towards the entire university, all the faculties, you know, they'll have um, the debating society will have something and arts will host a lecture and engineering will do something or all that different. And then they have a really big, uh, their destination gala. Um, They induct different members, uh, recognize alumni for different awards. So, um, you know, their contributions to the community or whatever. Um, so theirs is always in May. Um, our faculties, Faculty of Law, uh, Medicine, and I believe Engineering, or maybe Telfer, do a separated one. Um, in Typically all of ours are in September. Um, I think in part because those fields, September is a bit easier scheduling-wise. Okay. Also, um, I think because for medicine, like they're over at Roger Gendong. Yeah. at the civic hospital so they they don't really associate with the rest of the campus mm-hmm. um they want they don't have any reason to kind of mingle with not a reason to but they don't they no haven't connection. mingled with them as students yeah. so when you come back you want to go to what's familiar and rekindle with the people you know and mm-hmm. i think it's kind of the same in law they're very like they're condensed into FOCHA building yeah. Like when I was a student i was in Morissette and Montpellier and art and like smart and all over the place sure. So it was a whole campus experience, but mm. for law and for medicine, they're very, they're very condensed into the little unit. Uh, so I think it makes sense to kind of keep them having a, a specific reunion for that faculty, but they're also, of course, invited to the, the campus-wide one as well. Okay, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to talk, like, there's, there's obviously a lot of questions that we have just from that alone but before we get to that why don't we jump to one of our segments um 
Keegan, why don't you tell us what Classic Ottawa is and jump into the segment? Yes, Classic Ottawa. My favorite segment. Uh, it's our new segment where we keep our listeners up to date with what's going on around the city. Or we try to keep them up to date. We do our best. Yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting stories this time. There, are, there are a lot of there interesting stories. This, this one might be my favorite yeah. string of stories. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Ottawa police are looking for a man who walked into a schoolyard and offered candy to children. Uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. The man is described as a white male, five foot ten. Uh, he was last seen wearing a purple tailcoat and top hat and was accompanied by two short orange men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know where to find him. <laughs> yeah. That's I, Waldo, factory? right? I told that uh, to yes. two people and they didn't get it. Wow. <laughs> I just didn't say it right. It was like in the early stage of the joke. Like Alice in Wonderland, right? No? <laughs> no, it's Willy, it's Willy Wonka. Like the oh, okay, but he said two, two, I pictured Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh, 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 there you go. Two little people. This is a bad joke. This is, like, okay, this is why we did it. All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, that's, no, that's good. No, no. My bad. no apologies from Kate. You, you corrected the joke for our for audience. Ottawa, <laughs> Ottawa optometrist Bassam Abed was arrested last week in Vanier in a prostitution bust. A search of Abed's briefcase revealed a large amount of condoms, $800, and a stun gun, which he claimed is for his daughter. Well, a girl who calls him daddy anyways. <laughs> so this this stuff's legit. You didn't make it up. No, yeah, that's, that's what they found in his. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's what he said. He said it was for his daughter, like the stun guns for my daughter. So everything except that last line. Yeah, yeah. that's it, crazy. The whole thing sounded like it was made up. To be honest, no, it's, it's all real. I'm glad to have the context of that now because. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the joke out reading of context is it, weird. While reading through the script very briefly in advance, I just saw the part where it said, and a girl who calls him daddy. And I thought <laughs> that it was going to be somehow a joke directed at me. <laughs> I was panicking trying to understand where you were going to go with it. Yeah, no, we, we have discussion <laughs> topics about context. you. <laughs> and that's it. And this one is not it. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Unrelated to me. <laughs> Clarifying. <laughs> The Ottawa Senators fired head coach Paul McLean on Monday, who will be replaced by Dave Cameron. General Manager Brian Murray cited McLean's lack of connection to his players and rigid coaching style as grounds for the dismissal. Murray went on to say that what the team needs to be successful is to just play, leaving many to ask, what is the point of having a coach at all? That's a fair point. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know about hockey, so I kind of wrote that one, and I hoped it makes sense. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I also yeah. don't know about hockey, but I liked it. It, it worked. Yes. It especially it's applies to this, this Redemption case. joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're redeemed, but sure. <laughs> and finally, folk fest officials have announced that the iconic Ottawa event will be renamed to City Folk this year, and that instead of being held at the secluded Hogsback Park, it will take place at the more centrally located Lansdowne Park. When asked about the venue change, organizers stated that they were concerned that the festival was not receiving enough noise complaints. Uh, <laughs> I like that, too. Because yeah. that they, they got a bunch at Hogsback, which is like, there's a waterfall on one side, yeah, exactly. the ocean, or whatever that is on the other side. So what's going to happen ocean. at Lansdowne? It's going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. And people a... were, like, very far away yeah. sending complaints, and there was a, yeah. a big story in mm. the news about someone that was, like, yeah. in Nepean or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I live at back. I did not even know what was going on. Or, like, I re- realized that like, traffic yeah, was traffic. bad for a week, Yeah, but, but I didn't, like, hear it at all. It's been enough week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... 
Kate, I understand you like music festivals. I do. Also, a good segue. Yeah, that's probably probably the best one. Seven or an eight right now. Wow. He's done nothing. If only. <laughs> yeah. If it weren't for the bad jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like the music festivals. Uh, Which music festivals do um, you like? <laughs> great question, Amon. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I have my glasses on still to Let's kind of nice push them formal. up the bridge of my nose. Yeah. Um, I haven't, so we, we don't actually seem to do local uh, music festivals too often. We did uh, visit a couple of Blues Fest ones two years ago, I'd say. Um, we kind of like doing some road trip festivals out of town that involve camping um, and just like general self-torture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did one uh, two years ago, Gentlemen of the Road out in Simcoe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was amazing. Sure. Uh and that was uh, that was probably like a six or seven hour drive from here, so not too bad. Right. Um, and you know, you get there on the Friday, so you're, you're Friday and Saturday camping. You're leaving Sunday morning, um, so it's not too too bad. That in that sense, you're surrounded by just tons and tons of people also camping. You've got your little slot for your tent and your little slot for your car, and it's people are just ongoing partying or music playing. So it's kind of, um, it depends really what you make it, I guess we had a blast. It was so much fun and we got to see a ton of cool bands opening. Um, it was part of, uh, it was like Simcoe folk fest, I think. Um, and so Dan Mangan was there, which was a huge highlight for me. Uh, man, he was just so cool. Um, and then they had, um, uh, who sings Wagon Wheel? No one. Darius something. You only know one country singer, and it's <laughs> right. Darius Rucker. It's not, it's not no. that. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, that sounds super big. Like and I had to even... Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh. Old Crow um, Medicine something. Old Crow Medicine show. <laughs> what? Uh, Take that, guys. Oh. Yeah. Seven. Boom. Um, that was a high five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't a slap me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was actually really cool because I didn't heard of them before that. I'm not too, like, I don't mind country, but I don't ever seek it out, so I don't really know any of it. But so this song played, and there was a crowd of, like, you know, 60, 70,000 people or something, and everyone just started singing along, and we were, like, uh-huh. pretty far up to the front because we, you know, scouted out of spots. Uh, and then just waited for when uh, when uh, Mumford came on. Uh, and just the entire crowd just, like, took over this song. And it was just the coolest energy. Like, and I didn't even know the song. And I was like, and wagon, like, dancing around, like, trying to sing. And I had no clue. Um, oh, it was so much fun. Um, and then so last summer, this past summer, we went to Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um for a six-day music festival called Firefly. A little oh. plug for them. Um, they were in their, th- I believe it was their third year last year doing it. Uh, and this thing is massive. Like, massive, massive. Third year? No, uh, six days. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> three Sarcastic over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, they had headliners like the Foo Fighters. Oh. Yeah, Imagine Dragons, uh, they had Jack Johnson, 
Um, they had some old school, like they had a third eye blind, (laughs) uh, which just totally like satisfied my youth. Um, (laughs) and, uh, like just a ton, like I can't even, you know, bring everything to mind, but it was, uh, really, really amazing. So we got there, you could do like early camping, uh, get there. I think we got there Wednesday night, set up our tent and you know, the drive was actually pretty nice. We didn't really, I haven't driven that way Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, it's like straight south, right? Yeah, we went through. Um, where's the office filmed? Scranton. 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 We went through Scranton. Cool. And uh, Delaware is actually really nice. The only thing I've ever heard about Delaware is the little scene from Wayne's World where they've got the green screen and it's like a new thing for them. So they're flashing like different <laughs> states, and you know the the two of them are making up songs for it, and they've got like you know. Uh, like Texas and whatever, and then it gets to Delaware, and they're just like, "Hi, we're in <laughs> Delaware." <laughs> so literally, that's the only thing I ever knew. So I was like, "Oh, this place is gonna be like super boring." It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. The beaches and um, yeah, it was really gorgeous, and it was a really nice um, place that was kind of like this like hollowed out in the forest. So you kind of drive in, and there's this open spot, and then you go into what they call the woodlands, and you're just like surrounded by trees, and they've got like all kinds of stages at different ends. They had um, this really cool silent disco. So you go in and like John and I were like, oh, like we'll go check it to say that we went there. Yeah. Uh, there's not really a line right now, so we'll go in, whatever. So we go in and they hand you wireless headphones. And uh, we had no idea what it was. So we put them on and there's like two or three people standing at the front of like a concert type of setup um, DJing. And so we're listening, um, and you're, like, kind of dancing along. And it's just, like, you may as well just be in a club. <laughs> but all you hear is what's in your head with the headphones. Right. And what I didn't even realize for a long time is that they had two channels. So you could flip it oh, and up. Cool. <laughs> so there was, like, there was four DJs, and two of them were playing on one, two of them were on the other. So at times, you know, one of them would talk, and they'd be like, oh, like... Hey, people, can you hear me, like, scream? But you're listening to the different channel, and you're just hearing music, and all of a sudden, like, sporadic, (laughs) like, people around you just start going, woo! Or, like, (laughs) if you take them off, you can hear everyone. It was so cool. You could just hear everyone, like, carefree, out of tune, just, like, singing at the top of their lungs. (laughs) But, like, from an outside perspective, it's just people, like, happen to be singing the same song. Because you don't hear any of the music. You're tuned in. So we ended up um, staying there for like two hours without even realizing because we got there right when one of the DJs started and then they were like, all right, that's it for me. Like, I'm a whatever. And we're like, what is like he's out. Look at the clock. And it's like two hours later. <laughs> and he had just been like grooving in there. Um, it was that's amazing. Yeah, it was super, super cool. And then they have uh, different wooded areas, like just like a hammock napping shaded resting area. You can go, like, there's an arcade. They had a beer garden, so we were watching uh, the soccer. Cool. It was right nice. around uh, yeah. that time. Oh, yeah. um, and really cool beers. And Neat. Yeah, it was a really awesome experience. Um, it's tricky in, like, the sense that, like, I mean, everyone, like, the people around us were, like, 20 um, and, like, drinking a lot. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, some people are, like, hardcore into drugs. And we're just kind of, like, the unassuming, like, a little bit older, kind of, like, hey, guys, like, we're going to go to bed now. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, it's like, let's have breakfast and, like, hydrate and see where that goes. And the people beside us are like, I haven't slept yet, let's do more beers and play. So it was, kind of, it was fun because it's like, oh, yeah, like, just embrace, you know, different right, aspects yeah. of that. Um, 
and everyone's just really welcoming like you know they're like oh come have beers with us and we're like you know we're tired we're gonna be <laughs> laying and play crib over here and hide <laughs> from the sun but then you're like oh, okay we'll go join for a bit too and That's people nice. are just like they're very welcoming and it was very community mm-hmm. and just very like laid back I thought it was gonna be the whole time leading up to it we were terrified like what did we get ourselves into like we were six <laughs> yeah. days camping and the campground it, it like there's two separate ones on either side of the the woodlands sure so ours had eighty thousand people okay in like this oh, little compact yeah. area so we thought you know i kind of expected that we were just gonna end up being miserable by the end but it was such such a blast that was it all together or was it typically like split up in any way or, or is no, it mainly just like it was like it was like just... like a parking lot yeah. but um, imagine instead of like the typical two row where the two cars, you know, are yeah. in front of each other, um, adding a middle two row between the cars where each person's tent would go. Oh, I see. So yeah. it's just in rows and rows oh, and Lord, rows of okay. like car tent, car tent, car tent. And it was, so you're very close quarters. That's like, insane. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. And we didn't kill each other. Congratulations. <laughs> we <laughs> made it. Yeah, so, yeah, we see uh, that. yeah. Good for you. Uh, it you was, yeah, it was so much fun. And like the it. music was insane. And, uh, yeah, everything was just, it's really cool. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's you traveling from you know, sort of here to these, not the local, trips, but yeah, yeah. The, the road trips. Yeah. Now you're also thinking about a, a, a trip to Europe. The planned. Planned it is, already. It is in fact happening. Okay. We have purchased tickets. Really? Yes. We're going to Europe in May for three weeks. Okay. Um, we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have ideas of where we're going to go. We're landing in Denmark and we're flying out of Switzerland. Great. We're kind of thinking of doing like a bit of a loop. Of, uh, like, Denmark to Germany to Poland to Austria and Czech Republic to Austria to something else. That's Switzerland. Is there something between there? Anyway, we're going to we're gonna try, but we're not – we're pretty, like, compatible travelers in that we mm-hmm. we have ideas of things we would like to accomplish, but we're not scheduling. That's nice. Like, we're going to book the first hostel in Denmark and yeah. then just leave the rest and see what happens. Let's say cool. I, I don't yeah. – I've I've done Europe a couple times and I just don't like the idea of like okay well like at four o'clock we have this thing that we have to do and then like you know tomorrow we're going to this place blah 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 because it's like well what if you end up yeah. really liking this thing and you want to stay longer yeah. or what if it turns out you hated that thing that makes sense. I like the the flexible you know we'll see if we get to all those places awesome we know we're going to be in Denmark and Switzerland so that's where the planes are right. So that's, that's kind of what I wanted to get at, that because you've been to Europe a few times. Have. So obviously the first places. time people go to Europe, I mean, unless they have certain tips from people they know, I mean, you're sort of roughing it the first time, just trying to gain traction, right? Yeah, mine but, was a bit different, actually, because I, I went for like a school um, oh, that, field that placement. Sure. So I lived in Montenegro, but they set us up, like we worked through event management at Algonquin College. Um we were associated with this hotel and education center in Montenegro. Right. Um, so within the hotel, they had also this education center. And for the staff of the hotel, they had um, little housing units. So right. they put us up in one of those. And then we made friends who worked at the hotel who kind of, you know, took us under their wing, gave us different tours, drove us around. We made friends with, um, well, we, we went to Croatia first and then for a few days and then came over to Montenegro and then we made friends with a guy that was uh, doing the education part, sure. and he graduated, and he was from Serbia. So then we went with him and visited Serbia, okay? Because um, 
it's kind of tricky moving in and out of those areas now. Being yeah. the former Yugoslavia, now there's a lot of tension between things, so border yeah. crossings are kind of intimidating. So yeah. having, we had, um, I'd say my introduction to Europe was a little bit easier than the typical backpacking yeah. one because we, we had a lot of people really just kind of paid to look after us <laughs> make sure we don't die. So, so given uh, given that experience and given some of your, your travels, I mean, do you have tips for people who are traveling, let's say for the first time, things to keep in mind, you know, one of the tips in your case right now being, well, just check out the first hostel and just sort of gauge time. Yeah, my, I mean, it really depends on your personality, but I, for, for people that just kind of want to make the most of things, I'd say make like a, like a, wish list of like you know i'd really like to see these five things if i don't see these like these ones i must see these ones it's okay if i don't and just kind of be flexible about it because things come up i mean i had so many of my experiences during traveling came up when we were kind of being more spontaneous someone's like hey do you want to go do this someone you meet in the hostel whatever is like hey we're going to check this really cool thing out we heard about that locals do that you would never find on a guide do you want to check that out right and you know if i was like oh well we have like museum schedule for you know four sorry (laughs) you know you missed out on on the actual for me i I want the the tangible like experience of being a part of that culture not just like seeing the culture yeah a a lot of people are like so being open to those things and i know it's it's easy to be very skeptical while you're traveling and like cautious of oh like are they luring me into whatever uh, or like are they going to rob me yeah, like, right. you yeah. know you're always a bit cautious about that but some of it you just have to kind of go into an open mind when we were in New York actually we tried to get uh, scalped Blue Jay tickets um, and the guy you know there was a, a group of us and the guy was like oh I want this much so I went back and told my friends and we were like what if he's trying to like rob us and just take our money and leave. Right. And so we kind of came to the conclusion that we were like, well, that's another New York experience. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we get robbed, well, it was 30 bucks, but you know, that's, that's something that, that's New York too. So yeah, yeah, we make the, sense. uh, we make the Yankees game or we, uh, get robbed. It worked out. It was yeah. it, the guy had like four tickets and it was just him that day. So we sat with him, like we were chatting with him the whole time. Oh, yeah. You went with- and it was uh, uh, in New York. I forget who they were playing against. The next day was the Jays, but we were uh, flying okay. out that day. Uh, but it was a sweep. I remember it was a sweep. Nice. Yeah. Because I've always, I've also heard stories of like people buying tickets from scalpers and they get there and they're like not tickets at all or like they're not real. Yeah. They're like made of no. crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just the Simpsons. It. Yeah. <laughs> but that's always yeah. my, that's my greatest fear of a scalpers is like, how do you know that yeah. you're even buying a ticket? Yeah. You know? And I mean, in some places you feel more comfortable than others. Right. And I mean, you can kind of gauge like if someone seem sketchy or like you know this guy was pretty unfriendly he was just like i have extra tickets like mm. you know he's a season season ticket holder right he didn't have people to go that one you just kind of to try and keep your faith in humanity i guess like mm. you yeah. usually get yeah. that feeling when things aren't right right so you can't live being overly cautious i mean mm-hmm. if you get that feeling maybe listen to it but otherwise it's in my opinion and in my experience it's always been paid off to kind of be open to those mm-hmm. types of adventures. So cool. Uh, so why don't we try to jump to, do we have a, a, a beaver stand today? Of course we do. We okay. always have a beaver stand. I just want to check. 
Rob, do you want to explain what Beaver's Den is? And Absolutely. Then- so uh, Beaver's Den is our response to shows like Shark Tank and Dragon's Den, where business people come on and pitch their ideas to investors, or in this case, just a panel of of friends who might be trying to sabotage projects in some cases. <laughs> Uh, and so this week, uh, I was kind of inspired in, with my idea. Uh, there was a news story that we didn't talk about, uh, and we didn't because we it was we ended up not wanting to make a joke about it. Uh, the joke is kind of too obvious, but I have a real solution to this problem. All right. Excited! And so I'll tell you about the story. Uh, so basically, they did a study at Carleton this, in the last week. The results were announced, uh, saying that Ottawa needs more toilets, specifically more public toilets. Right. And this got me thinking. Uh, I have an easy solution to this problem. Uh-oh. It's not what you're thinking. <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> so uh, the product I call seat pan. So it's it's similar to a bed pan if you've ever been in a hospital or a long-term care facility. Sure. And uh, basically, it's just something that you can carry in a bag or even a, there are small ones, more discreet ones that you ca- could carry in a purse if you really wanted to. But basically what it is, it's a... It's a thing that you can unfold and use as a public or private, if you can get a private seat, toilet. And so these would be, they're caked with baking powder or oh, baking okay. soda so that it, it traps the smell. Of course. So it's also, it's extremely sanitary. These these are one single use thing. So you'd have one in case of an emergency. If you're going to, say, a, a sporting event where you have 10,000 people or you don't want to Necessarily, I'm not saying use it in public, but I'm saying if you don't want to wait in line in the washroom and you can find a private space, you can. To like squat you have your own private washroom. Baking powder you can sit on it. That's the best. <laughs> you don't have to squat, and you don't have to leave a pile of something. So you're saying pee in a bag and throw it in the garbage? Is that your, your yeah. business pitch? It's it's like a bedpan, but for for the person on the go. I, hmm. I thought about it. In a bag. And anything really, when you really have to pee. Yeah. Like, ah. But uh, yeah. it's a hard sell. Well, I mean, they already have like things like the Go Girl. Yeah, well, that's just like a funnel. Yeah. What? What's that? I don't know what this um, funnel so thing is. So it's 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 a funnel essentially. Okay. I'm with you so far. Um, that- <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> Literally. Say you are uh, camping. Yeah. In a uh, group of, you know, 80,000 people. And <laughs> the facilities are not ideal ever. Um, but, you know, you have woods regions around. Sure. Men have a very um, useful We have a built-in funnel, let's function. say. <laughs> <laughs> a built-in funnel where, you know, they could just stand at a tree line mm-hmm. and deal with, uh, you know... Those Don't sell yourself short. Women can functions. do that too. No, <laughs> no, they cannot. Um, if you find a woman that can do that, she is not a woman. <laughs> She's a keeper, though. <laughs> so they have essentially a, a funnel esque thing. Um, not easy to master. No, like uh, anything. Uh, allegedly, you could essentially allegedly. kind of like unzip in like man fashion mm. and tuck the funnel in, fly. and then yeah. in the funnel, the spoke part 
would allow you to do a similar type of uh, relief. Interesting. Action. Um, <laughs> I got one for the Firefly trip. Okay. And they recommend that you test it out in the shower. And it was just, uh, I did not have the confidence. Because right. there, was, there was one the night before, uh, the night previous to our going back to Ottawa, um, I really, really had to pee and it was really cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was really far to the bathrooms. <laughs> and they weren't clean. And a lot of people had already left, like locals had already left after the last show. Yeah. So not even a lot of people around. But I'm uh, not one that can, like, readily pee in public. Okay. So even though no one was around, like, well, I can, in a bathroom (laughs) setting, I can, but I I couldn't, like, like, John was like, well, just, like, hide behind the car door and, like, but I just, like, I was like, there could be somebody somewhere. I get it. And, like, (laughs) you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in it, in it fully creating, like, a proper seal. seal. (laughs) But so, but so, like, for Europe, uh, you know, those places that don't actually have the bathrooms have got, like, the holes. Right, yeah. And you have to, like, kind of squat over them. Um, Like, maybe your puck would be a good idea there. I don't know why you're calling it a puck. Well, because I'm picturing, like, a... No, it's larger. You unfold it. No, it's caked on... There's (laughs) on the inside. I'm picturing, like, a a puck. (laughs) You're thinking of it... It's it's more like a bowl shape. On the inside is cake just to trap the smell in. Okay, so... But how would you sit, like, right on it? Like, is it like like a like one of those car seats for there's, kids? There's reinforcement on the sides. <laughs> it's a car seat for kids with baking powder inside it. It doesn't sound very portable. It sounds like well, either it would be stable enough to sit on. It doesn't or sound it's economical what if, what if it's either. like a trash can? You carry around a trash so, can. You put on <laughs> this. You put it in this bag of sorts, bowl bag. Why wouldn't you just? poop in the can Would you, well no because you want the, to reuse the can does the bag part come out is the seat reusable and just you, the inside comes out i haven't fully developed this idea okay right. i'm right, gonna fair. pass it's a pass oh. it's a no for me okay i don't see mine don't, was disposable so far but there you the whole, could have the, the whole thing was disposable the, just the inner part well, that's not the economical part that you dispose at all I, I just don't understand how a person doesn't have to squat yeah i don't get that you either. sit right on it it's so a you hard sit in your filth no as it, as it seeps into the baking powder puck. I'll, I'll, I'll design some schematics and I'll bring them in for yeah, the next episode. I'm going to need some, uh, some blueprints. I'm interested. Yeah. You would be. Yeah, call me after. Perfect. I think it's not like the go girl for men. Yeah. You go guy. I think you have that already. <laughs> <laughs> That's an assumption, Kate. <laughs> That's well, That's that, that was a very uh, seriously explored <laughs> but yeah, you know what? That's uh, I liked it. I liked it. It's one of the few ones that we had that wasn't a uh, a service where a guy is just doing a, a guy or a girl is just doing a job of a machine. Yeah, <laughs> we've done a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're right out of time, but I want to touch on some things that are sort of Ottawa related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do a lot of things, specifically activities. Uh, yeah. Uh, like physical activities. Okay, yeah. Get very specific and so, talk about activities. Activities. <laughs> I, I do activities. Yeah. Uh, it's on my do resume. Wanna, do you want to touch on uh, some of the, the physical activities you uh, do? F- okay, so... In um, around Ottawa? Uh, f- yeah, sure, yeah. I uh, Seasonally, I am a, an avid skier. Ah. Uh, I just got back from a Vermont ski trip. Wow. This uh, past weekend. Yeah. 
Um, also here we go to uh, Calabogie, which is uh, out westwardly near uh, near past where I live. It exists. It exists out there. <laughs> uh, in again seasonally, I like to cycle. Okay. Uh, the canal was back when I lived, you know, the downtown region. I would do uh, like the full canal route a couple couple times a week. Yeah. It's really nice view, especially in spring. Like everything's yeah. in blossom, sure. and you come around after Hogsback. If you're going um, on this side of the canal, the westward side of the canal, right. um, coming back after you round Hogsback, and you kind of get lower down away from the road again all of a sudden like there's a lot of those purple flowers mm-hmm. yeah. right at the, and it just like hits you with this amazing smell that's really nice i like that um god i don't even remember what i put on there uh <laughs> I, I do a lot of yoga yes, i do uh yoga helps uh, my back and my stress okay uh i jog just Great. got into that uh last year and a half two years i guess i did uh, a 5k in the army run the year oh, before wow. last um, I've had some knee issues, so things have been on hold for a bit, but, uh, yeah, I do, uh, you know, whatever. I don't like going to the gym. Sure. I like being outside, uh, oh, and I like being healthy, but I don't want to run on a treadmill. So these yeah. are, these are my ways of not sitting inside and not being unfit. Yes. So, so you mentioned yoga. Yes. Are there are there particular places in Ottawa that you prefer going to yoga? Uh well, so Stittsville. I Stittsville, go Stittsville. still, I count. Okay. Stittsville counts. Um, I uh, it's uh, called Yoga Town. Okay. Uh, and they have a really uh, well, they have a quite a few different instructors and quite a, quite a few different um types of yoga classes. So you've got like your uh your power flow or your, your town mix or just your basic hot or your Bikram or your yin yoga or candlelight. Um, they have, uh, I think they have a Friday evening town mix and it's by donation only. And those donations go to different local charities, I believe. Great. Um, yeah, they're really great. One instructor there in particular, just kind of the way she, she approaches, she approaches it. Uh, it's very grounding and almost, childlike so you 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 know you're looser you're laughing yeah, a bit yeah. you're instead of like being very serious and she's very good at calling out just to the general class things that I personally didn't even realize like I would struggle with like you know if you're really holding a pose and you're really deep into something I wouldn't realize but I'd be like clenching my jaw or something oh, and yeah. apparently that's the thing a lot of people do you're like squeezing your toes trying to grip better um and they're not things you really realize you're doing and she would kind of remind people like you know and don't clench or like try to loosen or um, even just trying to approach it with like a childlike presence instead of, you know, when you're a kid, like you're, you're getting all this, like you're burning all this energy and you're crazy, but you're having that fun. Yeah. So you don't notice. Mm-hmm. But when you're an adult, it's like, I have to work, like stress more and like run harder. And you don't see the fun side of it as much. So it was really nice to have that brought out. Um, yeah. So I really like her Dana, Dana yoga town. All right, that's probably her last name. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, yeah. yoga. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yoga no, that's interesting because I've never, I've never been to yoga or anything. But I, w- I was curious because uh, you know I, I know a lot of people at work they're really into it and things. And uh, I was always wondering about the value of doing it in a class setting versus just doing it on your own. Yeah, I do both. You do both. I do both. Um, it's a lot different. 
Uh, I find that in a class setting, um, you, you, you step onto your mat with more intention, I think, when you're in a class setting. Right. Uh, I do the hot yoga classes. So I always go 15 minutes early and lay there in the heat uh, and just relax. And, and I feel like it really kind of pulls out the negative toxins of the day of your stresses, whatever. Um, there's a nice community feel like you, you work very hard on your breathing. Um, and it's really interesting. Uh, sometimes classes will fall into sync in breathing. Oh. And then it's this very like together working on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I think it kind of, kind of pushes you a bit more, um, especially having an instructor moving around, um, adjusting your, your stances and things. Um, it just, uh, I think your mindset ends up being different at home. I do it for the sake of relieving the pain that I have in my back and helping me sleep and whatever. But in the class, it's, it's very stress relieving. And I walk out feeling like I've been in a spa. Like I'm just like, ah, you know, like the, cause you sweat so much, you're sweating out the toxins and then you're working, like you're exhausting your muscles in this, in this really unique way that you just like, you feel loose and kind of just contented and, Zen afterwards, which is, it's half of it, right? Like it's, it's half the physical aspect, but it's also half that mind body connection that I don't personally, I don't get when I'm doing it just by myself at home. Sure. Uh, and then the heat aspect too, for me is really just detoxifying. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of Zen, relaxing, um, thoughtful activities how about we jump to a speed round oh, i knew it that was I a knew bad it. segue <laughs> but so bad that it's good right like the exact opposite no speed rounds were, like, i feel like you back you, you would have lost a point girl yeah yeah all right i've uh, engaged i totally <laughs> ruined how you do here. i've been judging through the entire no, no, I, I like that. <laughs> dynamic scoring you guys we, we kind of started that last week as well in terms yeah. of uh just sort of instead of just scoring the intro just sort of everybody yeah. the entire time so no i like it good um, Rob, do you want to talk about, well, do you want to start the time, I guess, and then make the first question? Yeah, sure. Ask the first question, even. So, here we go. <laughs> What's your favorite hair color, blonde or brunette? Brunette. Is Stittsville part of Ottawa? Yeah, no. Mm. I don't think so. What would you never do? Uh, uh, kill someone? <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, utterly divine. If you can have one of your eye colors switch to another color, what would it be? Mine are actually two different colors. One's mostly blue and one's mostly green. And I like that, so I'd keep it. But Counts. maybe more emphasized. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Worst film you've ever seen. Oh, dear. Uh, recently? Oh, people are going to hate me. I really hated Godzilla. A lot. No, I think people are favorite. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> I watched it while doing the spaghetti, so it might have. That could do it. <laughs> Who has the worst forehead out of Keenan and Amon? Why are you involved in this? That's an that's an obvious odd. choice. Throw yeah. Rob in I'm gonna too. go with Rob. Ah. What? <laughs> too late. Boom. <laughs> Secret option C. Um, do you prefer yuck yucks or absolute comedy? Uh, have you been to either? I have been to yuck yucks, so I'll go with yuck yucks. I like it. Yeah. Uh, go to feel good song. Oh, uh, Christmas music right now. Any nice. of it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like it. Who's your favorite comedian? Oh, God. Uh, growing, uh, when I was younger, I really liked Jeremy Hotz. 
When you think of Ottawa celebrity, who do you think of? Me. Obviously. <laughs> uh, favorite yoga pose or um, position? Uh, sugar. Uh, tree. <laughs> tree pose. Okay. You kind of swing. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Little Mermaid. Favorite Ottawa spot? Just in general. Whatever comes to mind. By the canal? Nice. Well, I guess. How was that? How did I feel? Good. Yeah? <laughs> I liked it. You were very quick in your answers. Yeah. It was quite speedy. They, I would say that they were more the first that came to my mind rather than necessarily my, my that, top priority. Yeah, that's, 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 that's kind like, of the yeah, that's like, what we're going for. Yeah. So. Oh, just out of curiosity, you want to go back and change any of your answers? Because you can't. You can't. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> yeah. No, I like to stick by my instincts. Good oh, stuff. I'll keep it there. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Um, the concert. The concert. <laughs> of course, the old concert. The ye old concert. Um, it, I, it's not really mine to plug, but I happen to be going, possibly seeing you guys there on yeah, Saturday yeah. to the Sons of Pluto show. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen them in a while, and they're awesome. So I wanted to catch up. Most of them have been guests. friends. Yeah. Yep. We've had three of the four as guests, and uh, they haven't played in public in a long time. Yeah, yeah it's is, been a while a since I've seen them all too. Now, so where where are they? Uh, the rooster. The rooster. The atomic rooster, even. The well, I mean, it's it's go. an off night for him tonight, so he's just the rooster. <laughs> oh yeah. I imagine on Saturday, he'll, Saturday. Be, he'll, be, he'll be atomic again. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. All right. Cat atomic right now. Seven. Seven p.m. Seven p.m. Start time. They're probably on closer to nine or ten. Yeah. I feel like it was like ten. They're closer to nine or ten. But he said come at like nine to get a seat because they might go earlier. That's it. I read stuff in advance. Yeah, for you. I see that. Check that out. Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And plug for Yoga Town in Stittsville. Sure. Yeah, Yoga Town in Stittsville, (laughs) especially Dana, the instructor. Yep. And uh, yeah, Kate's spicy Um, jellies. Yeah, I'm going to start a business at some point. On sale in a it's perfect. If you want to buy my jelly, <laughs> <laughs> we're saying a lot of things right now. <laughs> okay, well, they can find us, or you can find us, depending on who I'm talking to, <laughs> at ottawapodcast.com. Uh, we are accessible now at mail at ottawapodcast.com. If you want to send us a message or leave some feedback, yeah, hate yeah. mail. Uh, Anything, really. Love mail if you really want. Be glad to take that. I get that every now and Jelly again. Jelly recipes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> we'll, we'll forward that to, to Kate, yes. our, <laughs> our resident expert. Uh, anything else? What, what am I missing? That's good. That's it? Comments on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Classics. All right. So let's finish it off with uh, Kate saying Ottawa what? I've been dreading this the entire time. No, you haven't. Loud and proud. That's a lie. Ottawa what?